Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Greetings and welcome to episode 35 of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and an amazing audience. I'm Jeremy and with me to help deliver in these weekly shenanigans is my good friend Jesse. Jesse, how are you doing? Jeremy, I am damn tired and it's only Wednesday. We're doing this <laughs> on Wednesday, guys. Not Friday. Different. Slightly different. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more different. We are doing this a little earlier this week because Jeremy is... I'm going to talk in third person. Um, Jeremy is going away for a couple of days to spend some time with his family. So, yeah. I'm going to talk third person too. Jesse is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time. I haven't taken a vacation day in um, a year today, actually. Today is the... F- It'll be a year since I've taken a vacation day. So No, you, you need know. that, man. You need to do that. Yeah. yeah, every now and then you need to take break rank and go do some stuff, right? And uh, sure, I guess. I mean, most of my kids are pretty much sitting on my couch, like, just like watching TV. <laughs> Honey, hey, you want to get up? No, I'm watching One Piece. Shh. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Vacations do not have to always be going somewhere or visiting somebody. It is totally okay to have a vacation where you just sit at home and do nothing. I mean, that's like every day for me, though. It's like, okay, get home. Okay, now what? <laughs> we are here. And speaking of here, folks, we are here to discuss the video game news. Lots of stuff is going on, and we're going to take a look at that right now. Uh, But every week, we like to take a look at the news going on in our world. It's time for some Arcade Raiders news with Jesse. Welcome to Arcade Raiders news, guys. Let's take a look at the news desk this week. Oh, we got some actual AR news. Actual AR news that Jeremy is going to give. Jeremy, what's going on with Arcade Raiders? Okay, friends. So we've been doing this podcast for almost a full year now, and we have um, been, I guess, invited or been given the opportunity to join a podcasting network. Um, We will be joining a network of podcasts of different things uh, between pop culture and, you know, um, other stuff. And we are officially joining the Rogue Media Network of Podcasters. Um, this is a, a group of folks that do different, you know, different different ideas, different things uh, here in Texas. So we will be the first part, you know, the first video game podcast part of that network. And it's going to be really cool. We're pretty excited about it. It's a way, you know, for us to um, increase our audience and um, have some more fun and build our community. So we are proud to be part of that rogue network. And we are going to be, you're going to see our name more and more. You're going to see it more and more across, but like I said, um, it's a Texas podcasting network that was kind of um, founded to to help people promote their content and supported by a pretty good production team uh, that, that really wants to focus on success and bringing our podcast to more ears. So we've decided to join the Rogue Network. 
That doesn't mean anything really changes. It just means we're going to be um, we're going to be promoting each other across. Uh, you know, social media, and we're going to get some more promotion across social media, which is going to be really cool, and we're pretty excited about it. Um, some of this is are, are kind of new shows. Some of them are informative. Some of them are entertainment. Um, some of them are, you know, deal with social issues. Um, there's even one that talks about hip-hop, which is really cool. Um, so it's just as a whole group of amazing humans and amazing people, and we kind of lucky to have the opportunity to see how far, you know, we can spread our wings and meet new people and you know, work so the arcade Raiders thing. What's that? So, so when do we buy Bentleys? The money here. <laughs> well, our our courtesy company Teslas are on their way. Cool, cool. So I hope you like red. You know that was that was our uh, option. Uh, <laughs> red, really? <laughs> we, we can be picky about the Teslas we get. Uh, but no, it was just it was it was kind of a cool opportunity, and we decided and talked about it, and here we are. So now we're going to be kind of promoted yeah. through Rogue Media Network, and they're library and catalog of podcasts you're still going to be able to find us on you know spotify um itunes google music or whatever uh, but now it's going to extend over to like stitcher and other premium podcasting sites to find podcasts on yeah it's gonna be very big I'm, i can't wait to see what happens now that's right we're gonna have a big party i guess i don't know uh, woo. <laughs> uh, i got i got a pop ringer somewhere hanging on a woo Woo. Okay, so let's go in some some news here. Okay, we got so t- just today of like June seventeenth, we got three Pokemon games surprisingly in the works. Uh, first one we're talking about is Pokemon Smile, a game that teach kids how to brush their teeth. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like goes on your phone, you put it down. And your kid brushes his teeth in the cell phone and watches Pikachu kick the ass out of bacteria. <laughs> That's the whole game. Um, wow. Kick that bacteria's ass, Pikachu. Go, do a Pikachu. Kick his ass. Uh, next, we got Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is going to be a free Switch title. And that's like one of those you try to match like x Mon together mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. Not match three, but like a match tile game. You know, we'll, that's going to be free soon, hopefully. And finally, we get the we get the game that I've been itching for for a while. We're getting an uh, S4 classic. We're getting Pokemon Snap, like a full fledged 3D test looking Pokemon Snap, and I seriously cannot wait for this. Did you did you see the video? I, I did see the video. It, uh, uh, I don't know. I just I, you're a huge Pokemon fan, and I've tried so many times to get into it. And, I mean, this game was... For, I remember this game on the Nintendo 64. Because isn't that why they kind of touted the use of the joystick? You know, was you able to kind of loosen your camera view and take pictures, right? Wasn't that yep. kind of the whole the whole idea with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole point of the game was, uh, you know, Snake Pitch Pokemon. And then you'll go to a Blockbuster. Now, uh, kids that don't understand what a Blockbuster is. Blockbuster is where you go rent video games and movies. But they had like, this whole, like... You Wait, is that that red game? box that you see at gas stations? Yeah, similar to that, but bigger. Oh. <laughs> but an actual <laughs> store, kids. An actual store, yeah. And you'll go there, you'll you'll freaking bring a cartridge, plop it in the machine, then print off stickers of the Pokemon you took pictures of. So it's kind of cool. Like, if you have one nearby, it's like, oh my god, it's so nice. Then you realize your parents don't want to bring you all the way to Blockbuster. Let's, take pictures, let's get pictures of your Mew. I mean, the fuck. 
Yeah. Uh, again, I remember I played this game when it was out on Nintendo 64, probably when I was in high school, and eh, it didn't even interest me then. But I know you lots enjoy, of people love this You enjoy game. pelting a Pikachu in the head with apples for like five minutes straight. <laughs> the hell. So they're bringing this Nintendo Switch. I wonder... I don't, I don't know if they said it. Is it just Switch, or is this going to be like a mobile game too? You it know, seems like I it would be, be perfect for a mobile. I, I, I feel like it would be just, just Switch only. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know people are excited about it. You know, um, it's coming, bringing it back from the Nintendo 64. Um, wasn't the, the cartridge yellow? Or was there a different color cartridge for this? No, it was gray. Oh, oh, is it I just normally gray? Okay. Still. Okay. Yeah. Did they make like a maybe a rumble pack for the 64 that matched with this maybe? I don't know. It um, seems like there was some other accessory that went along with this. Okay. Let me see. It wasn't with Snap. It was with Hey You Pikachu, and mm. they added a microphone to it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it was Pokemon Stadium. I'm thinking you're, you're thinking of there. Gotcha. It had a transfer pack, and what you'll do is you'll plug the transfer pack in the bottom of your controller, then put your Game Boy cartridge of Pokemon Red or Blue or Gold or Silver, whatever the hell you had, mm-hmm. in there, and you can transfer your Pokemon. From that game to Pokemon Stadium. So it was kind of nice way to play like a three version Pokemon back in the day. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Well, hey, if people are happy about it, you guys get happy and you play the hell out of that Pokemon Snap. And speaking of people getting happy, oh, look at that. Look, he's not happy again this time. Nintendo. That's right, Nintendo is pissed off at the Animal Crossing black market. Uh, in case you are aware, people have been selling off villagers for real-life money and, in- and in-game money as well. Uh, some for going for about a thousand bucks. I mean, people are spending a thousand bucks on one character. The hell. Uh, Nintendo warns that it continues the player to be penalized. No word on how to be penalized. So if Nintendo to step into this black market and destroy it. <laughs> uh, the the hell? Really? Like, I think I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> It's so amazing, amazingly funny. Um, Nintendo, calm down. Um, I can no, see. No, I see. Going, it's, please. I see. It's probably somewhere against TOS. You know, it's just like back in the day when World of Warcraft first came out, and yeah. there were a bunch of players that were leveling these higher level characters and maxing out their stats, and you know, getting gear from the top tier dungeons, and they would just go around. They would then turn and just sell the characters. Like that's against TOS. But hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, how they're gonna? How are they gonna ban people? Are they? Gonna, I don't know. Are they gonna? Are they gonna go like? Is it gonna be like an undercover sting? Like, yeah, man, I got your, I got your uh, ten million nook coins. Yeah, I'll go to your island and then like, boom, you're caught. You know what is it like a? Is it gonna be like a police sting that they're gonna find these people on? I don't understand. I think maybe they'll just like break the switch. We can. I'm not sure that's possible. Maybe like mm. forbid our online play. Yeah. There's probably some, there's got to be some database, you know, number assigned to your character and assigned to your account, assigned to your, you know, game. I'm sure somewhere. Um, So I'm sure they could track it like that. But how would they know unless they actually went to one of these bidding auctions or bid on one of these auctions and made contact? Like, I don't know how they could just can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that Nook Market site works. So I don't know either, uh, Nintendo. (laughs) I I, I I swear to God, I haven't been on that, break, that one of those sites in a while. 
I checked out that Nook like the Amazon or Nookazon. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, fair trades. Gotcha. You want these villagers for this thing? No problem. I'll just do the trade, you know? Yeah, exactly. But they, they use in-game currency. Yeah, they use in-game currency. So uh, the black market uses real money, which like <laughs> it's like who's gonna blow a thousand bucks on one on one villager? Hey man, you know what? You think that, but man, there are people that are willing. I saw those those uh, Warcraft accounts and EverQuest accounts going for upwards of like two, three thousand dollars. I mean, so people will pay for that. Crazy, huh? Well, well they would. They will freaking pay for that. Speaking of pain, uh, you guys missed it last week. HIO raised five million dollars for yes. racial justice. They sold a bundle with or one thousand five hundred games and some projects in there. So that's good on HIO for raising that much for racial justice. Yeah, it's a lot of money. That's It's really cool that they raised. So half of the money went to um, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, and then half of the money went to the Community Bell Fund um, to help um, protesters and, and people that were arrested um, for the wrong reason, you know, to help pay their bell. And then, of course, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, that's pretty understandable. Um, but, yeah, so over $5 million, that is just – that's crazy, and the amount of people that stepped in to, um, you know, give their game. Um, I bought it. Did you buy it? I did not buy it because I was. My whole thing was like, I, I supported in that way. I paid home bundle, but mm. I gave all my tip. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know. Um. So, um, um they actually ended up raising eight million dollars. Eight million. Eight million. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They went yeah. way over, but um, and there's some good games on there too. Um, Night in the Woods. I know was one. Celeste was one of them. Um, there was just a real minute. I think minute was another one that was really big on there, but I mean, it went to a good cause. It was five bucks. Um, it was a way to donate to two really good causes. So yeah. good on you itch.io for doing that. And our final big story. Well, we got a new Star Wars game that works here. Star Wars squadrons. We talked about a while ago on the show and we talked about something like flying game. We're talking about trying to figure the hell it was. Mm. We figured it out Star Wars squadrons. It's going to have a single-player campaign and a 5v5 multiplayer. It's pretty much going to be dogfighting TIE Fighters. And your next wings. Oh, boy. I mean... I, I think it looks as, cool. I, it looks cool, but I just hope and pray it's not going to be like Battlefront. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're not using... Um, it's not the same developer. It's not Frostbite? No, I don't think it's the same developer. Is no, it? it's not the same developer. No, it's not the same okay. developer at all. So we're safe there, but I'm looking at EA, and I'm just like, please learn your lesson. Yeah. Don't put a loot box system on this. Yeah. For love of God. I, I don't know. I mean, it's from what I understand, it looks like it has a little bit of a single story mode, um, but not a huge single story mode. I mean, the game's only going to be 40 bucks US. So yeah. it's... I don't think it's going to be a huge game um, as far as story, which is fine. I mean, there's one mm -hmm. reason you're playing this game is because you want to, you know, you want to fly those specific fighters. Um, but I don't know. They didn't. Did they announce how they're going to add new things in yet? Or I think this was very new. It just kind of showed some things, right? It's kind of showed some things. Um, no idea on a release date just yet. I believe I'm yeah, all no in. Idea on a release. Actually, I've got it here. Uh, October 2nd. Yeah, there it is. I just saw it too. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. On PS4, Xbox One, PC. Oh, this is good. PC via Steam, Origin, and Epic Game Store. Awesome. 
So giving people more of an option. Which is finally great. It's yeah. finally great we're not having to be separate like that. Yeah, I, I was really worried that it was going to be like a, a strictly EA Origin you know, thing. Um, but that's good. That's good. It looks pretty cool. Um, apparently, it's supposed to take place during um, the decline of the Empire after uh, Return of the Jedi. So that's going to be awesome to see some more of that kind of story to branch into, you know, Ray's story and after after all that happened. And I guess that's news this week, guys. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have more crap on my desk. Take care. All right, folks, this is the segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss that question or topic. We're going to be doing a little bit different this week. Um, the question was, yes, this is the question. PC gaming show, question mark. What were your thoughts, question mark? So I'm going to let Burger or Jesse take over on this one and kind of go down the list of what happened or what was shown at the PC gaming show. And we'll kind of talk about some things as we go through. Oh boy, I sat through the whole two hours of this, and dear God, there was a bunch of games. We're going to take the best of the best and not give you all the random, like, oh, we're new map to this game. We're getting rid of that stuff. So, we're going to start at the beginning of the show. We got Valheim from Coffee Stain Studios and Iron Gate. This is going to be a Viking adventure RPG arc-like. And I, I saw this one a few times, and I was like, Okay, it's kind of cool we're seeing like Viking stuff and all that other stuff, and you get to fight mythical creatures and all that stuff. I I I enjoyed what I saw. You know, it was kind of like seeing Conan. <laughs> yeah. I. But now we got the game that we've been waiting for since last year. We reported these guys in the news a few times. Ooblets is becoming to Epic this summer, so we got we got an early access release date. Mm-hmm. For this summer. Not sure what time, but Ooblets is coming, finally. Yes. It looks really cool. I, I was I was it really does. excited to see it and I'm you know, this was the also the game that got a lot of got a lot of crap and flack too, right? Yeah, and yeah. we shunned those people yeah. that gave this game crap and flack for choosing Epic. Grow yeah. up. Yeah, grow up. Um, no, but this game looks really cool. It looks really, it looks really sweet. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. It early access this summer. I don't know if they open the early access yet, though, or if it's just going to be sold through, you know, like Epic or whatever that you can get early access. I think access it's going to be that. sold through Epic, okay. like doing Steam. Yeah. So it's not just a sign up for early access. Like you, you, yeah. you purchase it like normal. Okay, perfect. Um, like good beta. Yeah, good, good. Um, I'll pay for it. I think I think oh, me and oh, you definitely. even made a maybe you made a comment several times. We're gonna pay for it twice to um, stick it to the jerks out there. I'm gonna buy one for me, one for my wife. So I'm gonna buy it twice. Yeah, I might buy one for me and then one for somebody in the community or somebody in the stream that's interested in it. Yeah. Up next, we got Torchlight Three, a Diablo like game that came to early access that day, and I was so excited to see this game be played or just shown off. Like, oh, Torchlight Three, oh. But that's my hypeness. We're going to go into Jeremy's hypeness. And it was announced by Greg Miller himself. Persona 4 Golden came out on Steam that day too. Yes. Um, So here's my experience with that. The second it was announced, like, of course Steam was flooded. Um, I was so excited. Uh, The second, I got like, I got like 17 messages. I got texts. I got DMs in Discord. I got DMs on Twitter um, because I loved Persona 5 so much. And that was my first Persona experience. So Persona 4 Golden, I bought it. And normally when you buy something on Steam, it goes through immediately, right? 
Yeah. So I chose, I've got funds in my PayPal. So, okay, it's usually pay through PayPal. Um, it sat there and loaded and it loaded lingered. Oh. and loaded. And I was like, what the hell? I have never experienced this. So it would not let me purchase the game. So every time I, when I clicked on purchase again, it says, I'm sorry, there's already a transaction in process. You're going to have to wait. I was like, okay. So after about an hour, it still hadn't shown that I purchased the game. Um, and so I flipped out a little bit. Long story short, it took about another two hours for it to show that I purchased it. But then I had to cancel the order um, and repurchase it again because something got screwed up with the PayPal system between Steam at the time. So I was I was very anxious and nervous, uh, but it was fine once I started playing it. <laughs> I'm really excited for Post 4 Golden just because it is actually considered... There's always a, a debate on what's better, uh, Persona 4 or Persona 5. And the the debate always kind of leans towards the Persona 4 world um, as it being one of the best RPGs ever made. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I was really excited to see this. Okay, moving on to the show. We got some more indie stuff. Uh, next, we got Icarus. It was a kind of like you drop in from space... And it became like Ark. We had to build stuff as fast as you can, gather stuff, but you were timed. And this came from the people that made Daisy. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the show here, we got our first look at Evil Geniuses 2 World Domination. Uh, it's a base builder, of course. And, uh, you know, I have West off in there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It looked really cool, actually. I was, I, it was, yeah. it kind of had a neat concept. It kind of grabbed me. I think what grabbed me too was the animation of the of the evil geniuses. Oh, definitely. Of the players. It really. I was like, oh, that's. It reminded me of Incredibles. Actually, good question. I mean, sorry for all you Incredible fans out there. Uh, <laughs> well, the the animation of the Incredibles. It really, yeah. it really caught me, and I was. It was kind of exciting. And of course, we got a more deeper look into Godfall, and this is. What they said is a melee slasher looter. So, Borderlands melee. I still don't get... Even after watching the gameplay and stuff, I, I yeah. still don't get what this game is about. Um, I, 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 know, I, know, well, I know what it's about, and I see it, yeah. but I still don't, I still don't get it. You I would still want to see the purpose. Yeah. yeah, like I'm okay. You drop these these people that are, I guess, god killers, you know, in in these maps, and they fight. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me of like Destiny in a sense. Am I am I thinking wrong or? Please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think I, I I don't know what to think either. Like at this point, I see the game like multiple times. And I'm like, okay, so it's. Not God of War. Yeah. And it's not Borderlands. Then what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's us. That's us. Yeah, yeah. I might feel differently, but that's us. Yeah, it's it's definitely a wait and see for that one. It's not one that I'll be grabbing on day one. Something we might be grabbing on day one is Fate Tactics, a throwback to the good old days of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, it looks really this cool. This game, oh, that's game look cool. And I'm out this summer, here. too. So you mean our words like calling the work and I play up with Fade Tactics and hope it's like Final Fantasy Tactics? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, don't give me ideas. Okay, we got Blanco's Block Party. I stand in title here. I crap you not. This is kind of like one of those, like Roblox. You build your own fun type of games. You know, you build your game in a game. And I thought that was like, okay, that's different. It had these neat kind of design, not like super cheesy-ish. 
Uh, now we got Everspace 2, a space RPG, where you just fly around and have some fun. And then, Mafia Definitive Edition was shown off, the remake, which, you know, I, I would definitely mess this game now. Don't know why, it looked nice, nice facial animation, definitely great to see it as a Definitive Edition. Then we got Among Trees, which is a first person survival, and this game looks so super chill. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is this one caught my eye. Um, the art style really caught my eye, and then the way they were interacting with things also looked interesting to me. But no, this one this one is definitely on my list. It's coming out this summer as well. Yeah, and it's now in early access, of course. But it's an Epic Games exclusive, I believe. And yeah, I'm, I'm saying both here. Like the art style was a right choice. It reminded me of Firewatch, but oh yes, oh. Firewatch. No, Firewatch is great. Firewatch is freaking <laughs> awesome. It was one of the best indie games I've ever played. It's like I never had so much fun just walking around a forest. Yeah, the voice acting was really good. The Just the tense moments was super good. I don't know, man. That game was just... It was kind of in a league of its own, in my opinion. Anyway, continue. We we digress, yeah. folks. We don't. We're going to keep plowing on. That's what, <laughs> that's what we do here. We go on random tangents and we talk about video games. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, next, we got Mortal Shells. Uh, this is pretty much Dark Souls, but you can... Sp- you possess enemies, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little different. Um, then finally, we got a remaster to a classic, Shadow Man, which is weird seeing a 64 game get a remaster, but it still looks like the 64 game. It looks it looks so strange, man. I remember <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, this game sounds familiar. And then I looked up the, the original cover for the video game box. And it's that dude like holding a skull. A skull. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember yeah, this glasses. game. Yeah. Yeah. With a skull. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember it's like, oh, that was in a that game was made by a claim. Um, I don't think it's a claim anymore, but yeah. yeah. No, a claim went under because yeah. of bad choices. Money and greed. We can just say it that way. Bad choices. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next was Shadows of Doubt. Now it's, this is a tech simulation game. I know you're not feeling detective stuff because you played Disco Elysium and you're just like, I'm done. Yeah, no. I yeah. Disco Elysium was just not the game for me. So many people loved it. I was one of the opposite people that just did not like it. And next on our list, we got Haven. Uh, it's pretty much two lovers on a lost planet and it's an RPG. Interesting. Which, it, it looked kind of nice. Yeah, was that the one where they like have to get out of their space home or habitat and like go get equipment and uh, minerals and things like that you're thinking of uh ch- 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 the icarus oh okay okay yeah this is like pretty much like it's a, a nicer graph yeah like more calmer meter gra- graphics more kind oh. of cartoony graphics a little more yeah you know? no this is the one i was thinking about yeah yeah i'm sorry it was the one i was thinking about but it was isn't that the one where they kind of fly across the yeah yeah this okay yeah i remember this one. yeah like two alien things yeah now, forgive me, guys, but next one we got is All Off Champions of Four Kingdoms. And this kind of reminded me of Pillars of Eternia right when we saw it. Because it had a whole, like, isometric, and it's like, oh, action RPG. And I was like, this reminds me of Pillars so bad. Mm-hmm. Now I want to play Pillars. Great. Just great. I mean, that's uh, that's a really popular game. And there's, there's so is. many... There's so many games coming out that look like Pillars of Eternity or, you know, Diablo or stuff like that. So we got a lot of those all of a sudden. Um, next, we got another look at New World. It was to be an ammo open world medieval type of game. And you use magic. So this is from Amazon Games. So it's their first game they're doing. I'm going to give it a hard pass. 
It looks very, it's very similar to um, Elder Scrolls Online. And hey, Amazon's doing something. You know, we, we got a new studio out there, and I think some of the some of the folks in that studio are, are some of the top notch folks in the industry. So hey, they're they're trying their you know hand in the video game industry and and development. So I mean, cool. let them, let them. We need more yeah. developers that isn't like you know super giant yet. Yeah. Plus, with MMOs, it's really hard. Um, it's still hard to break into MMOs. Since you've got you know the big the big ones that are still so popular, World of Warcraft, um, Elder Scrolls Online, and Final Fantasy fourteen. So, um, mm-hmm. but the thing that's going to have the thing is helping out New World probably uh, will get a pretty good fan base at the beginning. I think is that it's not it doesn't cost to play. So I think which that's, I think is a smart idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to help the game out a little bit. I don't know. We'll see on that one. But the game comes out pretty soon. I believe August. I think it's August if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, Following that, we got Twin Mirror, which is a psychological first-person horror game, which I was getting, like, big Alan Wake vibes from this. I saw it. Yeah, I agree. Like, you pretty much, like, only saw a few scenes from it. Nothing too big. It wasn't like The Village, but it was definitely... Reminded me a lot of Alan Wake. Can we say psychological horror? Yeah. My head on that goes to that game. Yeah, and this was also done... This is also being done by Don't Nod. Um, the mm-hmm. folks for Life is Strange. So you know they do really good stories. Like, their storytelling is really good. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this one because I love Life is Strange. I think Life is Strange is a fantastic game. Um, games, because there's more than one now, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah. There's so many games. <laughs> games on games on games. Why there's so many games? <laughs> okay, we're getting to the end of this list, guys. Next, we got Metal Hellsinger, a rhythm-based shooter. I saw, I listened. To, I heard metal playing, and I was like, "What is that?" And I saw a boss fight. The shotgun was going with the beat, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this? Can I get my hands on this?" Burda burda. So it was like Doom, kind of, with all that heavy metal music, or that they do, or oh yeah, yeah, like just like Doom, but the shotgun was pretty much synced to the beat. I was like, "Why is this game like?" calling me to play it you have me at room based shooter i don't know what else you want but that was like something that was like oh that might be good hopefully so we'll see in that one and finally we had felicia day show us the dungeons of nihalbach emma chaos she'll be playing a character in that game this would be a tactical dungeon game mm-hmm. and i almost off felicia day i was like okay okay it looks it looks more funnier than like anything else you know yeah, it's it looks really ha-ha. cool. Yeah, it definitely looks really cool. I'm definitely probably gonna check this one out. Um, it, it's her writing, and she's very witty in writing. Um, a lot of oh, people. The guild? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the guild, the, the guild was very well written. Um, her books that she writes are, are pretty well written, um, and and the people, the folks she collaborates with, just kind of mm-hmm. understand that culture of you know Dungeons and Dragons basically, and they understand the culture of video games, um, and, and so. It's almost like all of her stuff, she writes as a fan, and so to me, it gives it a, a sense of more, um, I don't more meaningful for me that she's a fan of this stuff and she's getting to write this stuff. Um, yeah, she's more in tune to the emotions of the person that should be reading this versus the people that don't get. Exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. And I know this isn't a huge studio; it's a pretty small studio, um, but it looks really cool, and I'm kind of excited to play it and, and see. Hopefully it brings some of that guilt, the guild humor into it, you know, and we can see those sorts of things, especially, you know, because, you know, she had so much to do with 
with some of the background uh, geek and sundry and all that stuff. I'm, mm. I'm pretty excited to see it. Okay, from Hello Games, we got The Last Campfire. And this is like the... This game is very cute. What's that? This game is very cute and it's very sad. And you see the main character kind of like pull, pull like a bag off a dead body. And it's like, oh, I feel, I feel bad for this thing. Damn it, Hello Games. <laughs> Why do you get to my heartstrings? I don't know. Maybe it's just something that's cute it's like oh, he's lonely someone give this thing a hug i know and the quote there is um rekindling hope in an otherwise hopeless world i was like oh he just needs a friend uh <laughs> but it looks really cute and the final game that we have carefully chosen from pc gaming show outlast trials this is going to be a co-op horror experience yeah <laughs> i mean I'm going to give a really bad confession. I have never played an Outlast game. I'm going to give you an honest confession. I have played an Outlast game, and I won't play an Outlast game again. Really? This is not your cup of tea, or this is not very good? Um, I don't do well with claustrophobia. <laughs> oh, gotcha, I gotcha, yeah, yeah. I just don't do well with horror um, games yeah. in general. Um, I just not, I don't know, just, they just don't excite me. So, See, horror games I suck at, but survival horror, then you got me. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's kind of a different you know different mm. genre. So yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. But that does it for the PC gaming show. Um, that was our take. Honestly, with the whole fact that E3 has been canceled because of COVID, I thought this was a great change mm-hmm. to like what we were used to. I'm liking these online shows a lot more. This feels a lot more like they're getting out to fans versus they're trying to like get out to like. Who's gonna buy these games? You know, like who's gonna like what company wants to you know you know, get stock this game? Come on. Yeah. It just feels like you're getting trailers, you're getting on that BS, and hopefully no shitty acting. I don't know Ubisoft. We haven't seen you guys yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the show. Yeah, guys, and that was the mailbag question. That was our, those were our thoughts on the PC gaming show, and let's continue on with this show. Moving on to our one of our favorite subjects and topics of the podcast. Each week we like to take a look at new and old video games that we are currently playing, uh, discuss them. We call this section, what is tickling our funny bits? Jesse, what's tickling your funny bits this week? Well, it's only been a few days and uh, I'm, I'm still in that P- PSO2 grind. I love Fantasy Star. I think that's great. Uh I may have found the world's, like, easiest but dumb fun class, and that is Gunner. And oh. it's just because you get these... First of all, the game has an auto-lock-on feature you can activate anytime you want to. So you can just, like, run around and just shoot things constantly. But the moves, you get... Oh my god, it's just insane. Uh, you get this whole Dante kind of, like... How Dante kind of fired his pistols off. You get that kind of move with like these little twin machine guns. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then you get this whole bandana kind of spin. I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? And then finally you get this this super like high like jump. I'm gonna shoot the ground like multiple times because the guy under me. And I was like, dear gosh, they more to this game. But then it gets better when you find the Matrix fire where you just where you dive through the air in bullet time shooting rounds then did a whole matrix circle of fire 
And I was like, oh dear God, why has this class been hidden from me? What the hell? Um, and then I bought Torchlight 3 and I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest hell. I'm waiting for the single player function that activates because everything's on online multiplayer. Which I can deal with, you know, I'm used to have my Diablos and my Path of Exile and stuff like that. But when the server are down, you can't play yet. So I was, I mainly got three hours in the game. And so far I'm enjoying it. Definitely the cosmetic upgrade, I guess you want to call it that. And they kind of made everything a little more simpler to play. And yeah, I mean, what I can say more, but I haven't got a chance to play more. But Jeremy, what have you been playing? What have you been tickling your funny bits? All right, so I beat Ease, the Oath and Fell Ghana. Um, I'm doing a review on that right now for my YouTube channel. It should be out hopefully um, at the beginning of next week. Um, but I love the game. I think the game was absolutely brilliant. I, I've been wanting, I've been, had the Ease series on my radar for a long time, and I wanted to kind of finally take the plunge. I was kind, I'm kind of in between games right now, and so I wanted to take the plunge. Um, it is about a 10-hour game. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's a really good dive into the Ease world. The characters were great. The music was phenomenal. Uh, the storyline was really good. It was short. It was straight to the point. There wasn't any, you know, beating around the bush on anything. I think, honestly, there were maybe like six side quests you could do total. Um, so it's one of those quick games if you want a nice weekend game to play. Ease, the Oath of Felghana is absolutely brilliant. Um, then, of course, I got on Persona 4 Golden. I'm working my way through that. I haven't had as much time to spend in that game. I'm about six hours into it as of uh, this moment, so I've played about six hours. So far, so good. Um, it, it's it's good. The music is is great. The the story dives in a lot quicker than Persona 5, so I've really mm -hmm. enjoyed that. Um, it, it's really cool that this, this actually seems to have more of a purpose at the very beginning, um, so I really have enjoyed that. I didn't realize that Persona 4 actually had that sort of story, so I'm excited to continue it. And I was watching a, a really popular streamer uh, late night this weekend playing EverQuest. And so oh. I was like, huh, I played that game. I wonder if my login still works. Guess what? My login oh, still works. All of my characters are there. My top tier character that I raided, one of the top world guilds in EverQuest is there. Um, that's my claim to fame, but it's not much fame. Uh, we were one of the top tier guilds in EverQuest. All my stuff is there. And so I just started tinkering with it. I started a new character to see how they changed it. And they've changed so much. Um, but it's kind of a cool, chill game if you want to play. The interface is so messy. The game is so slow. But it's just kind of like one of those things that it's nostalgic. And it's it it, it helps So you create. pretty much said, man, fuck well, classic. Bring back EverQuest. <laughs> I, I, it's going strong, apparently. You know, you can play for free. <clears throat> Or if you want to pay a monthly subscription, they have, basically the servers are split. Um, there's X amount of servers for free and then there's X amount of servers that get more perks if you pay to play. And it's still like 15 bucks a month. I'm not paying 15 bucks a month for EverQuest. Um, but anymore. they, yeah, anymore. No, no, not at all anymore. Um, but it was really nice trip down memory lane to see some of those things, understand. Who knows, I might kind of tinker with, with it from time to time because more and more people are starting to play it. Oh my god, I, I, I haven't heard of EverQuest in a while, then it's like, I think the first time I heard EverQuest, like, 
of the console gamer, and then all of a sudden, like, when G4 was playing shows and other time, like, what's your favorite EverQuest expansion? I'm like, what the fuck is EverQuest? <laughs> and the whole show about EverQuest, like, this expansion. No, this expansion. I was like, why is there so many expansions to this fucking game? Oh, there's 26, actually, now. 26 expansions. Yeah, now. Um, <laughs> and, and what's uh, well at? <laughs> uh, well, like, eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, it's it's a good game though. It was it was one of those yeah. games. It it honestly was basically D and D MMO. Um, yeah. You know, everything was a, a dice roll or a check against things, and that's I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. But those are the games that have been tickling my funny bits. Uh, what about game releases for this week, Jesse? Oh boy, we got game released the week of June twenty second. Okay, Duke Nukem three D twentieth anniversary edition World Tour for Switch on. The 23rd. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Key and Bottom. Rehydrated PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on 23rd. Star Wars Episode 1 Racer PS4 and Switch on 23rd. Tower of Time or PS4 on 23rd. Ninjella on the Switch on 24th. Blair Witch on the Switch on 25th. Phantom Covert Ops on, on Rift and Quest. Enjoy your VR. On June 25th. The Almost Gone on Switch, PC, iOS, and Android on 25th. Tower of Time on Switch on 25th. Fairy Tale on PS4, Switch, PC, 26th. Seven Doors, what the hell, on PC on 26th. Tower of Time, man, it's getting some release dates here. On Xbox One, 26th. And Yes, Your Grace on Xbox One and Switch on 26th. Oh, fuck. I think... I think uh few of those games are maybe going to Game Pass for Xbox. I think that's what I noticed. Uh, so, um, yeah, Duke Nukem. Games are. I can't believe that's a 20th anniversary edition. 20th World anniversary Tour. edition. Uh, I feel so how old, long, man. How long is that freaking title then, huh? Yeah. I think I feel. It's like 20th anniversary World Tour uh, <laughs> XD. Uh, <laughs> Can Duke, you feel it? Balls of steel. I don't know. Duke Nukem it is that 80s hair band that still just cannot give it up. You know, that they're still cranking out a rendition of that game somehow um, every time we turn around. And it can't be oh, too who's hard. That, who's that guy? Uh, freaking, uh, I'm trying to remember what the frick he was in. Uh, I don't know. It's like one of those definitely hair bands. Uh, Spash and Bach from... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but now he's just doing like Christmas shows. Skid Row. Singing Silent Night. Skid Row, there yeah. we are. Yeah. Now he's just singing Silent Night as <laughs> 80s music. And people are like moshing with his mom, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, no, I, so I, <clears throat> nothing excites oh, me on this list at all. Uh, I would say SpongeBob SquarePants, Alfred Key, and Bond for me because the Speedrun Community's game, holy crap. Oh, okay. they have They have broke this game. Pretty much, they have broke this game, and this game is still very popular for speedrunners. Interesting, I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm kind of sad for this one, you know. Cool. And I guess everything else can stay at the bottom of the sea. Can stay at the bottom of the sea. Oh my gosh. Uh, you see what I did there? (laughs) I, I I did see what you did there. Uh. (laughs) Ah. And friends, sadly, it's that time again to end the podcast. Let's sell out and promote our content, though, Jesse. Let the good folks of the internet know where they can find you. 
You can come find me at Mixer.com slash Tapper while I'm playing games regularly. You can come follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tapburger where you can see pictures of me and my cats or hear what I feel about current game news. Sky, where can we find you at? Sorry, Jeremy. Ah, <sighs> uh, it's okay. Yeah. Sky Roby, Jeremy, whatever. Uh, friends, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Sky That's M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Skyroby, where I post nonsense as usual and uh, play video games. Um, this week we're we're kind of focusing on RPGs again, and that does it for our time again this week's this week, folks. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raider Podcast is to deliver our own unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion. Until next week, enjoy playing your video games. Mm-hmm.